0: I'm here today with Matt Gallagher, a state champion from Herndon High School in Virginia, who won the 145 pound weight class in 1998. He won his match in the state finals with a pin in 37 seconds, and you should watch the YouTube version of the interview if you want to see his reaction to watching that match for the first time in more than 20 years. Matt was a four-time state placer, four-time regional champion, a three-time district champion, and he talks about his entire wrestling career in this podcast. It is an awesome episode and very enlightening about how to become a great wrestler. As always, please leave a review on iTunes if you like the podcast. Now let's get rolling. He taught me to get up when I didn't wanna get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man, I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kinda like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. It's not the thrill of winning, it's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. That just fueled my fire and I was in every state championship match from there on until I graduated. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my my book. Welcome back to another episode of back points, the podcast where top wrestlers and coaches reveal their secrets about how they won state titles in high school wrestling. Very excited to be here with Matt Gallagher today. He won the 1999 state tournament at 145 pounds. And I was there, watched it in person. I was a young wrestler and it was by far the most exciting match of the night. Although it was very short, Uh, Matt, Thank you for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Will.
0: So you, so I watched you wrestle. I was, I think, a, a sophomore maybe at the time. I was a pretty new wrestler. And I, I have to say, you were the most exciting wrestler that I had ever seen in, in high school up to that point. You, you were a very talked-about wrestler.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I hope they – well, I'm sure there were some rumors. I, but. I don't know if I heard heard the same rumors that you, you heard of but
0: So so I heard that you were a professional skater is that was that true Yeah
1: yeah I did uh I was uh I mean I rollerbladed that was like my like the, you know I would wrestle and then if I wasn't wrestling I would be skating okay. And that ended up leading to a sponsorship when I was like 15 or 16 and i mean there was a when i was like 16 and 17 every summer i would i rode for hyper wheels i don't know if you remember hyper if you ever rollerbladed but they were they were fairly big for a little while and then i got a sponsorship by a small company called Realm. but once i got sponsored and i had my my lone wheel the trucker you know i would get an envelope with tickets you know 10 to 12 plane tickets and it would be like go to portland go to san francisco go down to san diego then go to vegas then go here and i'd just fly around you know i'd show up at the hotel there'd be like per diem money i mean i'm like 16 17 years old you know out for you know six seven weeks on my own and so it was like the best time of my life um i had a lot of fun doing the 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 skating and stuff but that is ultimately uh you know wh- where I hurt my knee my junior year i don't know if you remember i didn't wrestle i do remember prior season i went into districts o and o um which i always feel bad about you know shout outs to dan keckman um it was kind of a dick move but they were just like look you have to wrestle i didn't want to wrestle my junior year i was like like he's been wrestling all year one you know second i just had they did an initial surgery and the repair failed. So they went back in and just cut out, you know, it was a meniscus tear. It wasn't ACL or anything. Um, but I, yeah, they, they kind of forced my hand and we did end up taking third as a team that year in States. Wow. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, spin Weber, spin Weber and uh, Sable and everyone who were like, you have to wrestle, you know, they were right. Even though I got, you know, the, I got wiped all over the mat by a a couple people um
0: you You know that
1: year i still ended up took taking fourth yeah and uh you know in hindsight you know they they were right you know we might not have probably wouldn't have picked up third had they not basically made me do it but um you know that's our highest state place winning i think as a team so you know they sacrificed a lot. I was just talking to Andrew Abrams. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, he was part of the three-headed monster—me, Pete, back, and Andrew—and uh, he's doing really well down in New Orleans. But you know, you look back at all the time and uh, energy that coaches, parents, every how what a big part of it of everyone's lives it was. Um, you know, it's something that you kind of lose track of, but it was a huge part of. Uh, you know, my youth and growing up.
0: Well, that was one of the other rumors about you was that you didn't want to wrestle. You would go out there and you beat everybody, but you really didn't want to be there. And so, you, and, and so was that your junior year that you really didn't want to be there because of the injury?
1: Uh, I was, you know, I was always cutting a lot of weight, mm. which was a huge part of it. Or at least, you know, from freshman year, like really kind of killed me. I mean, I was naturally weighing like 118 to buck 20 and change, you know, I'm, I'm cutting down to 103. You know, and there was times when I, I would, it's not that I was bulimic it because I wanted to look emaciated. But I, I mean, I would eat because I, I just you take a little bite of something a little sip of something in the fridge. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, shit, you know, that was way too much food and you know i mean it was it was just uh the, the cutting weight got to me um you know that was tough my freshman year i felt i should have won my freshman year you know it was it was basically me winston escalante from tallwood and uh, matt viola from western branch and i'd already beat escalante and shit. and uh i make weight at states and i go out for breakfast we all go out for breakfast and i got waffles with like strawberries and whipped cream and our trainer uh what was her name anyways our, our trainer claire claire she uh she also got waffles with strawberry and strawberries and whipped cream and she didn't finish hers and so i ate hers too and then <laughs> there was this one guy he was like a curse to me and pete back he did it to him his senior year too, but my first match i go out and I wrestle this guy i wish i could remember his name right now um but i ended up throwing up on him you know the coach it, and then, you know i came back and took third next year got to the finals wrestled joey leg shout out to joey leg i also wrestled with him at uva he's a good dude lost in the finals there and then my junior year i was kind of you know it was like i wouldn't. I really could have cared less if I wrestled. I got hurt skating I you know kind of enjoyed the time off not having to cut weight work out immediately after i mean it was it was you know I worked I've been wrestling since I was like five six years old, so there was yeah there's that was probably where it started was around sophomore year where I wasn't sure if I wanted to you know continue competing at that level, but so- uh you know. That goes on and on. We can get to that, you know, at UVA and, and Tech. I wrestled, at, you know, there for for a little bit at both places.
0: It sounds like the weight cutting was a huge part
1: of kind it of – definitely was. It was horrible. I mean, I, I was doing everything that they tell you not to do, wearing plastics. I mean, it's just, it's just it, – it was miserable, especially my freshman year in high school. Um, I mean, I wasn't healthy, you know. I still I, – I was, but – it was uh that was kind of like enough and then the next year i went from i jumped from 103 and i started out i was like i'm not cutting weight and so that natural weight was like 135 and i was still competitive at 135 but i ran into a few uh a few people who showed me what a you know someone who's naturally 150 155 pounds is like at 135 uh not not ranking it was another guy jimmy something from stonewall and it was at the uh the classic the tournament Hernan used to to hold and he just i think he tech followed me or he damn near tech followed me so i went down to 130 and you know 130 was was a you know a sweet spot for that year where yeah. i could compete you know i had had a had a chance at winning states but you know joey was a good wrestler but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, that was, that was a huge thing was cutting weight and then getting, you know, it wasn't so bad. It was, you know, through senior year, 145 was, I wasn't cutting much weight, but then, you know, you get to college, you start, you know, really start, you know, the weightlifting and stuff, you know, and then you're not, na- you know, you naturally bump up to buck 80, $1.80, buck 85 and you got to make 157 you know so then then it becomes you now, now now you're blowing up 25 30 pounds again which you know it was it was almost killed me at 103 pounds but even at 157 you know cutting 30 pounds down from 185 it just got old you're going to school you're trying to have fun um i really wish i had stuck with it you know i, I don't know how the interview with paul paul went But i'll never forget him saying you know i i i just i kept with the wrestling because i always would have wondered you know what i could have done had i not done it and uh you know i commend him and and tim foley and everyone else who stuck with it and and did the best they could you know well but uh yeah it just uh it was part weight cutting part you know wanting to party and just being kind of tired of it just a little burnout you know I'm sure that that it's not the first time you've heard someone talk about getting burnout on wrestling
0: sure and I think I I think that unfortunately cutting weight is is a big issue and you know it's one of those things where in the very short term it can help and you know it can be a just, you, you know, there's a lot of instant gratification in a perverse way to, to cutting weight and having a minor advantage maybe in, in certain matches. And uh, and then long term, though, it really can hurt the longevity of an athlete. You know, it's really I mean, I know
1: 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it is a lot. It's, you know, you may be cutting weight just because it's the weight class is weaker. You know, you can't really compete at whatever, you know, weight class up. It's stacked and you know you got nowhere to go but you know you if you can only you know drop that extra eight to ten you know there's only really this guy and this guy you know with the extra weight advantage and uh being a little bigger now you've got a shot yeah But so that's hard to get away from because everybody wants to to win and be competitive
0: Well, they do a good job now of getting away from it. I mean, it is, it is a different sport in a lot of ways than what you and I remember in the nineties. It is uh, uh, the weight cutting rules around the year 2000 got much stricter and they really over time have started to be able to enforce them really well. And um, you know, I I think that in many ways that's going to be probably a, 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 you know, a really positive thing so that, so you don't have quite as much burnout. Cause I, I know you're, you're not alone on that. And you mentioned the interview with Paul Bjorlo. you know, he, he had a great career, you know, he ended up winning the conference. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I, I think he, um, uh, you know, he, he didn't seem to, to suffer from the same, uh, the, the same weight. No.
1: And, and he was always better with his, I mean, he was, Paul would Paul would suck down but he was more, always more, healthy about it. You know, he would do it the right way and not be uh, you know, cutting weight up until the last minute, trying to drop the last you know, he was, Paul was always just very good about that. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean I wasn't wasn't knocking him at all, you know I wish that I would have uh, you know, because when I left UVA I and mean, not only just leaving, you know kind of stopping wrestling, and I did get back in the room briefly at Tech with with terry brands when he was coaching there for a little while um but uh you know i wish i would have not only stuck with wrestling but i also wish i would have stayed at uva and got a degree from there as opposed to tech you know no i don't mean to talk shit about tech but but uh you know i wish i would have stuck with uva both the wrestling and the degree there
0: i see so uh I am curious though with with wrestling you made a comment that you wish you'd stuck with it. What you know you you accomplished a lot as a wrestler. What what do you wish you had had accomplished or do you just wish you I I
1: think I could have, you know, just just to 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 be a all of it. Just just to go to the big show and place in the top 8. Yeah. You know, that 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 that's something that I feel like I wish I would have made happen and I I know I could have. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's go back in time for a minute here. So you should have won the state tournament. You said your freshman year, you won it as a senior and in very dominant fashion. How is it that you arrived as a freshman so well prepared to to you know you were second as a freshman or third?
1: I actually hit the cycle, so I uh, took third after that loss, the first round. Came back and won eight matches or something, I think, to take third my freshman year. Sophomore year, made it to the finals. Um, lost a close match to Joey of, I think he went to Gloucester. Um, tough, tough Virginia wrestler. And junior year, came in 0-0 to districts. You know, ran into Rankin and, you know, some tougher guys there but ended up taking fourth and then my senior year I won. So I really think, you know, I, I, I I had, I was a contender to win my freshman year, obviously in my sophomore year in the finals and my senior year, you know, I did win. Um, But given the right circumstances, I I mean, I, I could have been a four timer, you know, it just didn't, didn't work out that way. Mm -hmm.
0: So what, what do you think was, was instrumental for you to start your freshman year at such a high level. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The uh I would I, I got to give credit to the Beltway Bandits. Mm-hmm. You know, and youth wrestling clubs. Um but uh I would say, you know, uh definitely the Bandit wrestling. I mean, I grew up you know, through through it was Springfield wrestling initially when I when I started out with them. And I mean, I grew up competing with guys like Quinn Foster um you know, Jeremy Ferry, you know, I wrestled him in a dual, dual meet when I was like 12 years old. Um, I think I wrestled Brandon Rushing in, in, you know, a match here and there. So I got it really just, you know, especially with the local talent and then traveling and meeting, you know, wrestling up in Pennsylvania, um, the Mid Atlantic Wrestling Association. I, I, you know, that was always a huge thing to win Eastern Nationals. And, um, I finally did win you know my I think it was yeah, it was eighth grade um so you know the between the mid atlantic wrestling association you know cycle that occurs, you know, I think that was it typically happens like what like right after the main season, early part of the year, but it was just you know sticking with it and wrestling and and always always having something to chase after. You know, in high school was being state champ, um, up until, you know, freshman year, it was when the East coast nationals, I mean, that was kind of the biggest, uh, platform. You know, I did some freestyle and some Greco and travel stuff like that, but, uh, collegiately it was, uh, you know, trying to get that Eastern national championship and, uh, just being really involved with it. I mean, we went to the state tournament every year since, you know, I was a little kid, you know, you You went to, watch. I don't know if every state tournament, you know, just showing up and watching it, you know, my dad. they've got the little mat in the back where, you know, one dad takes his kid and they're like, Oh, he's, he just won. Well, okay, let's have him wrestle a little bit. And you don't really know it, but you know, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're just trying to show out and see who's got the, the best kid, but all of that, just the, the competitiveness. Um, and, uh, I mean, we were really like a family, you know, bandits wrestling, the Garinas, the Orlos, uh, God, you know, the Carpenters, Kelleher's, um, the Renzies, you know, so it was just being with a solid group of, uh. You know having that foundation where we had success as a team you know we were always competitive in the in the i don't even know what the uh championships were called at that time the private wrestling or but um that was definitely you know that and my dad you know my dad was a alternate on i want to say the 76 olympic team you know he wrestled with guys Like Michael Doug, Mike, Mike Douglas, or no, Bobby Douglas, Wayne Wells, um, Dan Gable, you know, he had an exhibition match with him. So, you know, first, my dad was always there, you know, but him getting me with a group of people like, you know, the Springfield Club and, and what was the future Beltway Bandits, I would say. Without that, you know, I wouldn't have ever i had a lot of natural talent but there's a lot of stuff you have to learn you know along the way
0: i see i see that that's fascinating i didn't realize that your dad was on alternate on the olympic team
1: yeah yeah he wrestled all army he actually went to virginia tech as well wrestled he didn't start wrestling until like his sophomore year in high school and then you know really uh pursued it in college and then after college you know wrestled all army wrestled for the new york athletic club um, so that that's really where you know the majority of it comes. He's been teaching me wrestling moves since I was in diapers. Like, ah, you're in a ball and chain. What's this? You know, like a tuna full Nelson. So definitely, you know, and his style. He was always unorthodox. So a lot of the funk that, all the funk, you know, all the weird funky shit that you saw me do, was shit he learned from, or he he made it up, or learned it from some romanian or japanese guy or whatever it is um i'm a big proponent of the funk you know if they don't know it's coming it's going to be a lot harder to stop so have a lot of tricks in your bag that's that's uh have a lot of tricks in your bag and be able to do things both way both ways and you'll you'll you know you're going to be ahead a couple steps ahead of the game in my opinion
0: well i i found the uh I found your finals match in 1999 uh, from the state tournament on YouTube the other day, and it lasted. Did you I, really? I did. Yeah, because our
1: down. recording of it starts with like Foley like already on his back.
0: Oh, really? Okay, so this yeah,
1: is- somebody messed it up.
0: okay? Well, now I've got the full thing for you.
1: <laughs> can we? Can we watch it?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Here. here let me. And shout
1: out to Tim Foley. Tim Foley. He. He. I wrestled with him at UVA. Um, are you aware of that?
0: I'd heard that. Yes.
1: Um, Got that. And he beat me in. You know, he he worked harder. He worked harder. He was more hungry. And the guy is a a monster on top. You know what I mean? I'm a short. I'm shorter. He's tall. He has like this this tensile, like tall man strength. But that was his uh, kryptonite against me was his ability on top. All this little wrap you up tilt shit. That's, you know, I think he beat me by like two points in a wrestle off for 157. We wrestled again at the Wilkes open. I think he beat me five, three. So Tim got, Tim got his, his, his upcomings from, from States that year.
0: Did, um, so did he, did you talk about the match, the finals match ever? Did he ever want to? No,
1: no, there was really no, nothing he he could say about that. I mean, that, that was what it was, but. You know he did the talking during wrestle-offs and uh the, i mean T- tim's just a tough competitor i mean i think i might have been you know lucky to 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 get the quick w there i i mean i don't know if i i would have had problems you know he, he picks top he gets whatever it is he was just always i didn't know until we wrestled because i took a year off after high school too so when i went to uva he was a sophomore and i was take coming in as a freshman with a year off he had been working hard for a year as a redshirt and uh you know i i still could you know it wasn't like i i didn't feel like i could beat him but at the end of the day you know his perseverance and not taking the year off and uh just his work ethic you know got him got him a couple of w's i hate to say it but you know as of now you know he got the last win
0: yeah, he so he ended up an all-American, didn't he?
1: He did. He did.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment.
1: Um, yeah, now- and he did. He did an awesome uh, trip around the world where he wrestled in like Mongolia and Russia and Japan and Brazil. He got a Go. He got everyone to give him like I think it was like twelve or uh, twenty grand. He did a GoFundMe, and he just. <laughs> Went around and wrestled and filmed it all and he was going to write a book and you'd get a t-shirt I never I still don't have my book or my t-shirt Tim if you ever see this From your GoFundMe you owe me a book and a (laughs) t-shirt Tim Foley
0: I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll end up seeing this so hopefully you'll get a book and a t-shirt out of this
1: Yeah yeah, I won't hold my breath
0: Yeah so um uh, so for the folks at home, he so Tim Foley lost in the finals uh, to to Matt Gallagher here within was it 30 seconds? I think?
1: I think it was 37 seconds,
0: 37 seconds. OK, so we will post the link to that match in the show notes.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, but you know, to his credit, Tim Foley went on to become a, uh, a, a an All-American at at UVA, right? Yeah, it-
1: everyone go watch me pin, just roll Tim up and pin him in 37 seconds as many times as you want. I just felt like I needed to, you know, for full disclosure, let everybody know how things happened after that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I think that's very that's very big of you. Um, so um, I, I and I should ask this of I should really ask this question of Tim, but I, I after watching that match, I saw it on YouTube. I found it recently, and um, I did wonder because I'd heard that he won. He he became an All American. I wondered if that that final match that he had in high school, because that was the last match he 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 wrestled in high school. I, I wondered if that if that
1: pushed him to then. Do I think that. it did. Uh, I think that I'm I'm responsible solely for you know Tim persevering and becoming uh, an all American and pretty much everything he did after that. Uh, yeah. I could take credit for it. You know, I, I'm I glad think, I think so. <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> that. Know? I think to this day, he, he's still motivated by, by that loss. Cause he was talking shit too. It was like, Oh, Foley from Brook point. He's going to get Gallagher and then, And then he went, out. but you know it's funny how things work out and T- Tim's a great guy, you know, um everybody at UVA was we had a good little you know it was there was a lot of familiar people, um, especially just from the bandits, you know, where I grew up wrestling. I had known Paul and Steve Kelleher for you know fifteen years at that point. Um, so you know it's 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 bittersweet for me to think about because I really wish. You know, I think that that we've all might have, you know, I, I might have helped Paul, you know, get that All-American spot. You know, it was, I wish I would have stuck with it. I miss it. and You know, there's nothing you can do about it now, but that's how I feel about it when I think about it. That time that other people are putting in while you don't do anything, that's really what, um, you know, gets you that ground. Because I've seen it happen where guys are just... They're, for lack of a better term, they're like a bum, you know, like they don't know shit, they can't do shit, Um, you know, but they they have, the work ethic is there, you know, they didn't quit, Um, it's not that they were soft, they just didn't know enough, they weren't strong enough or whatever, and they, you know, I've seen, you know, those guys with, just through work ethic, not natural ability, not this, like, just a God-given gift, but through hard work, determination, and perseverance, you know they just slowly you know they get up to this level where they still don't know all the tricks you know they don't know have the the natural ability they don't have you know all the tools at their disposal that you do but they what they do they do well enough to fucking beat you you know so it's it's uh you know, the hard work that goes in to wrestling, um, if your heart, not, if your heart's not in it, it's going to be hard for you to compete with somebody who's, who's, whose head is really all, you know, in the game, their head and their heart. And that's, you know, what, what the hardest part for me was, is I didn't want to lose to people I knew I shouldn't be losing to. And, you know, that is a cop out, you know, or, a an excuse to agree but I mean I, I feel like like when I was losing to to Tim and even other people I was losing to in college that I knew I could beat you know at the West Virginia Open you know just being a, knowing that you could be top five in the country or whatever and the fact that you're not is because you're half-assing it um you know, again, in hindsight, I wish I would have, uh, for whatever reason, decided, you know, if you know you can be, you know, just go do it, put in the work. Um, but for me, that was kind of, you know, where my head was at when, when I quit was, you know, if you're not going to to give it your all, you know, what's what's the point? you know I don't want to go out there and just say I wrestled for the sake of wrestling and and lose to guys that I know I shouldn't be losing to. And so, you know, I packed it up. But yeah. It's not an easy sport, you know, you really have to be yeah, invested in it.
0: So so and you, when you're saying that, you're you're referring to your college years where you didn't want to just be there.
1: Yeah. The yeah, I wish I would have stuck with. You know, I wish I would have just cuz if I would have stuck with wrestling, I would have stayed at UVA and I feel like the the decision to quit wrestling is the reason i ultimately transferred from uva to tech and you know a number of other you know regrets i guess that you could tie to that um as a lifeline you know a a life trajectory line you know i kind of um revert back to that as a as a starting point for a lot of things so yeah there's 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 a lot of a a huge part of me that wishes i would have Chose wrestling over going to hang out with my friends (laughs) you know all all decisions have um consequences or not even consequences but you know every every action gets a reaction and you know that that was it is what it is um you know I'll, i'll never know what my life would have been like if i would have stayed at uva and continued to wrestle i can only wonder so
0: I so why did you go to so how why did quitting wrestling leave you to leave UVA like were you on scholarship? Cuz that's
1: why I went to UVA, you know, was yeah, I was on scholarship. Okay. Um it
0: was a wrestling scholarship.
1: Yeah, just uh tuition only, but you know, it was something, you know.
0: Sure. And especially then especially after
1: a year, after taking off a year for that to still be on the table, it was kind of like, well, you know, you have to like you have to take it at this point um but yeah you know it was uh you know i went from being on scholarship to taking out student loans that i'm just now paying off so yeah you know the the decisions you make when you're 20 years old are are, you know they are what they are
0: you know your dad obviously was a huge influence you know he was an olympic alternate you say he he taught you a lot of the funk that you learned
1: Um, absolutely
0: Something that's really interesting to me, though, is, you know, you've mentioned a lot of names of the top wrestlers from from Virginia. Um, You know, Paul Biorlo won a championship. Steve Kelleher won three championships. Um, You know, you mentioned a couple other guys who I think won. Um, Jeremy
1: Ferry, he's a four-timer. Oh, and Granby Camps. I I didn't mention uh, Granby Wrestling and Granby Camps. You know, that was something that we all did as part of, like the bandits whatever springfield wrestling we all would go learn some beach wrestling you know virginia beach it's like virginia beach is the epicenter or was for a long time of uh, virginia wrestling and especially all the funky tilts and stuff for you know rolls from bottom you know i love the acrobatics standing gramby's you know little funky any any you know thing that where you're, you know, mechanical, le- just, just, I always liked, you know, moves that, that had a little bit more to them, you know, in terms of the mechanics of how, of what was going on. You know, I like things to be complicated. Um, weird little cutbacks, you know, just the tricky stuff. Yeah. That was always what I loved. Even growing up, Kerry Colot was uh, my favorite wrestler. You know, he was a I think it was a four-time NCAA champ. Kerry Kolat wrestled for Ken yeah. Shirai. I went to Ken Shirai's camps. So when I go to Ken Shirai's camps, I'd be like, you know, show me this thing that I saw Kerry Kolat do, you know, in some match. And so I'd, i I would just, you know, if I if I saw somebody do something funky that I hadn't seen before, I would study it and learn it. You know, that this outside heads headlock stuff I would do. We got that from this forget the guy's name, but he wrestled for Cal Poly. And we would always, you know, go to the, at least watch the NCAAs. But, you know, my dad, and I guess it was really him. He would always see these weird little things that somebody was doing or a team was doing um, that were unconventional, unorthodox, different, and we would study that type of stuff. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it was, you know, that was always part of the fun. If you could do something that somebody had never seen before and make the crowd go, what was that? Not only does your opponent not know what just happened to him, but, you know, people in the crowd are like, what the, what the coaches are like, what did he just do? That was, uh, you know, that was one of the funnest parts of it for me was the surprise element. You know, if you can practice and get something down, you know, especially even like, you know, those moves that everybody, you know, you you have to have them, you're down, you know, 10-4 or whatever, you got 20 seconds left, like, what, what do you have, you know, what kind of weird little last ditch, you know, funky shit do you have in your bag, Um, that was always my style of wrestling, was just not doing what everyone else did. You know, everyone else wants to do a head tie. I'm not going to do a head tie with you. I'm going to come in with double unders. I'm going to run, you know, a Russian two on one. I'm not going to let you wrestle your, your game. And if you can effectively take someone out of your game and then, you know, assert yourself um, or assert your offense, you know, that's really the goal. So for me, you know, that, that was always, I think my strong, you know, or my strongest suit was having these things that other people didn't have, you know, whether it be a means to take away your offense um, or to attack you.
0: It's interesting. So, So the thing that is interesting to me also is that how different you guys were, you know, Kelleher looked very different on the mat from you, you know, your looked very different, you know, so it's, but it sounds like you all did as a part of bandits and, and West Springfield or Springfield wrestling club, um, you did these camps together and that maybe provided a bit of a foundation that was common, Yeah, you know, of, of technique. And then you built on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there was, yeah, everyone would, everyone had their own style for sure. Um, You know, Kelleher was a very in-your-face. He didn't do a lot of funky stuff. He just did what he did correct, you know, and he was, like, relentless with it. You know, Paul had, you know, it was just everybody had their own style. And as, as a, you know, every year as we grew and every camp we went to or whatever it was, you know, we pick up something because we all did that together. The mid-Atlantic wrestling stuff, you know, the bandits, we all did that too. We all wrestled in the off season. We did freestyle. We did Greco. Um, you know, we, people would gather different little things, just whether it's a different way, you know, to do a front headlock, you know, or a different way to do a or a different little, you know, ankle pick or a uh, ride or a variance on, you know, a spiral or what, you know, just all that stuff, we would all have access to it. Mm-hmm. And people would just, you know, kind of pick and choose what worked for them. But there was a lot of, you know, we, we had a lot of different, even with the different coaches, you know, everyone's, you know, my, my dad and, and, uh, Mr. Garina they wrestled together at Tech, you know, so a lot of this goes, mm-hmm. You know, way back, but there was just a lot brought to the table for us. And you know, we were constantly being exposed to different different things, you know, uh different coaches. You know, I think a lot we all did uh I forget what it was, but wherever the, you know, we wrestled for the our, you know, like the Virginia freestyle or Greco team, and we go to Oklahoma or just constantly, you know, being pushed. Um, gave us all the foundation to develop our own style and come up with, um, you know, what worked for us. What, what did we do good? How are we able to score points? Yeah, how do you take a guy down? How do you get out from bottom? How do you get back points? Everyone had their different ways, you know. You know, like We all, good leg game. We all definitely learned how to ride legs really tough and being able to defend against legs. Like having that as a foundation, um, you know, sets you up to compete against a lot of tough opponents, you know, because a guy who's tough with his legs, he might not have to take you down more than once. You know, he might just, once he gets on top of you, he's just going to crank you and back points, back points, back points, turn you over and pin you. So, um, just we're a competitive, you know, club. We wrestled everywhere. Um, and we saw all different types of, um, opponents and, you know, if we lost, we would as a group, you know, say, how do you defend against this? How do you defend against, you know, a guy running a Michigan and sticking his arm over your head and, and turning you over that way. So every time, you know, we would run into anything that was an obstacle as a group, we would, uh. I don't know. Learn how to benefit from it, or we would benefit from it by, you know, learning ways to defend against. You know, learning how to apply it too. You know, if it's something that's really tough to defend, not only do you practice defending it, but you also might want to put it in your arsenal.
0: So bandits really was much more than an informal kind of club. It was. It was really. You know, you did. It was ma- a
1: lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, we live. We lived it. I mean. Yeah our families together and stuff. I mean, it's where we spent all our time, but yeah, the level of, um, you know, instruction, uh, the workout, you know, everything about it was very, How very much? like high level wrestling. Like, all you know, on par with, with like Fox catcher, you know, a major rest in peace Fox. I don't even know if Fox catcher still around, but, um, I- you know the Sun Kiss Kids, Fox Catcher. That was the caliber of of uh, you know instruction and exposure that that we got with the Bandits. In my opinion, it was you know just like the any premier private you know feeder program anywhere yeah. else in the country.
0: How many uh, how many days a week did you guys train?
1: God, it's been so long. At least I would say. Formally three, but probably more like four to five. Okay. You know, especially if if you're leading up to anything where people are cutting weight. You know, even if it was normally Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Normally, if if you know there's a tournament a cu- tournament coming up, um, even if it wasn't an official bandage workout, maybe you weren't allowed to have an official workout four days a week. There would be an informal thing where this, you know, the serious parents would bring you'd be in there. I mean, if we weren't if it wasn't the day before a tournament, you know, we would probably be doing something. And that was all the way up until, uh, you know, freshman year.
0: And that was and, and 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 that would be not limited just to the to the spring or the fall that would or the or the winter. Um, was it pretty much year round except for summer when you guys were pretty to-
1: much? Yeah. Yeah. We would, especially, I mean, yeah, as soon as the, you know, collegiate season was over Maryland, Virginia, you know, state championships or whatever more times than not. Most of us will go right into, you know, some type of freestyle Greco combination sure. deal where you're wrestling both, you know, you're doing tournaments trying to get into, I forget the name of the big, championships back then but yeah you know especially you know like me paul steve we were always um you know trying to trying to or at least our parents you know were pushing us to go you know do something else continue wrestling go to a camp do freestyle do greco um and most of the time you know we will, that's what we were doing and I, I i really love love that you know i miss greco Greco, I think I'd still, I could still compete nationally in Greco. If uh, I get get down to like a buck eighty five, they might be in trouble out there. <laughs> Do
0: you think gonna, about uh, entering any tournaments?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would like to wrestle in the in the. Uh, I guess I would. I wouldn't be in the senior class yet, but like the open or the masters, you know, forty and over. I think I could, I could still. I think I'm probably still the, the toughest at, at some weight, in freestyle or Greco, for 40 and over, for the East Coast Nationals. I think I think I'm still. I'm all still right, well,
0: right there. I'll be in the stands if uh, if you do
1: that. I'd love to toss some people for you. I I miss <laughs> throwing people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So, so you said you loved acrobatics. Um, and one of the other rumors about you when in in northern, Virginia was that you were really good at gymnastics Like were you did you
1: do yeah? Yeah all through uh, like elementary school um, okay. Did gymnastics, you know, I always got the presidential physical fitness award You know, I, I think I did like 25 or 30 pull-ups when I was in like second grade. I Wish I could do 25 or 30 now, but I'm not quite there um, but, yeah, I, lo- I like flipping off stuff. I could still do a backflip to this day off of whatever you want. I still will just uh, for fun or if you put a quarter in my cup. But, yeah, you know, I always liked uh, jumping off stuff. We had the best playground ever in a, in a elementary school. Somebody burned it down, the bastards. But we, we would have the, the greatest games of tag where, you know, you're jumping off the top of the slide down to this mat and running over. So, you know, I was always just kind of like a little monkey, you know, doing flips, climbing on shit. Um, I've got really good hips, you know, I'm kind of flat footed. And I think you could maybe see that if I've got a bunch of old tapes that I'm going to try and start putting up on YouTube. But, uh, you know, that was always a part of my strategy was, you know, what? if you're going to get my leg, then I need to be able to defend that and because you know i like i said i'm a little flat-footed so i'd catch a lot of the time people shoot a single they have a single and so that's where we you know develop the power quarter you know and i you know from the power quarter you know if you're not going to go you know if you're not going to turn you know i can let go of your head and whip you you know there's some cut throughs and rollbacks or shucks so i developed you know a whole you know a big, you know, uh system from someone being in on a single leg. And uh, you know, that's just kind of, you know, one of those things. If if you're not if you're a little flat footed and guys shoot and get in on you, you know, then figure out how to defend it, you know. Mm-hmm. You can try and be quicker on your feet or, you know, you can kind of just adapt your style. But you know, at the end of the day, everything has its weakness and uh, you know, some guys, you're if you let them get a single, they're probably gonna, you know, get the two. Um, so everything's got its, you know, cons and uh, pros and cons. Um, any style does.
0: Well, I, I was always interested in that because uh, I the Russian wrestling system doesn't have much competition at all at the younger ages. They all they they focus on gymnastics, tumbling, and and really kind of. Uh, teaching.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they've they got a very rigorous program. But but the early ages, it's all about gymnastics. You know, that's a huge focus for them.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I have really good hips. You know, even though I'm kind of flat footed, I just have really good awareness, you know, to where what might seem completely foreign, you know, going this way or doing something blind to someone else feels kind of natural to me. You know those things where you just have to kind of and that's just you know i don't know if uh you know you're into metaphysical type stuff but you know there might be a lot of different types of intelligence and physical intelligence is in my opinion one of them and i just I, i have i have good physical awareness and it probably did you know come from you know gymnastics flipping jumping You know being able to be oriented in a disorienting state and be able to kind of you know Mm -hmm. hit the ground running right after all of a sudden you're you're not quite sure where you are um yeah i'm not sure if that's something that's learned or whatever but i definitely did a lot of tumbling and uh you know swinging on bars trying to do uh the sawhorse you know that was always a strength thing it's a great strength thing gymnastics is um and i've always had weak shoulders but uh yeah it definitely taught me spatial awareness and you know i'm that probably led into why i like rollerblading and skateboarding and stuff like that because of the freedom it allows to you know try different things and and maybe that you know all kind of bled into wrestling and you know because you are kind of when you skateboard and stuff you there are times when you're creating a new trick you know what i mean that's the ultimate goal if you can create a new trick or do something someone else has never done before there's a direct translation of that and wrestling where you know that was that was always it wasn't like i want to do what everyone else does. Like, I don't want to just do a double leg and have an awesome arm bar and, you know, run around and, and, and pin you that way. Like, it was like, I wanted to, you want to be able to, to, to beat someone in a different way or, you know, just to, whether it be showcasing your, your, your skills, you know, because when you're, you get to a certain level, there are times when it's like, you can't just go out and pin everyone, you know, work. Tech fall them do whatever, but go out there and work, try some new stuff, you know, have some fun with it. And then, you know, once, once you get comfortable with something, I mean, I still, to this day, I think I got some, some tricks that I, I don't see anybody doing them. Even some of the old stuff I, do, you know, used to do off the Russian, the Russian 201, I think is the greatest tie up ever. Like, I don't know why you'd ever teach someone, yeah, you know, head tie, head tie with the head and collar. Like that is for the birds, man. You gotta like expect, learn what, learn something different. You know that was the the fun part for me was having my own style and being able to do stuff, um, that made what was traditional not work. You can't just come out and and uh tie up with me like that. It's not gonna work. I'm gonna take my Russian, and now you're gonna like it's it, you know that that's just part of the beauty of wrestling is there's always so someone's always going to do something different you know so you have to constantly be adapting and and learning something new you're going to run into something you haven't seen someone's going to do something a little bit differently than you prepared for and you're going to have to go back to the drawing board and wait, and you, what you come up with might be a great solution for a little while so that was part of the fun for me was, you know, the cat and mouse game of always having something, always having a piece of cheese ready for the, the rat.
0: I love it. Um, so um, you want to watch your, uh, you want to watch? Yeah,
1: your- sure, sure. Mm-hmm. All right,
0: let's check it out here.
1: Hang on. Here we go. Yeah, there you are. Do you remember my dad? Let's, let's, let's just put him on here real quick. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry.
0: Who am I talking to?
1: This is Will Marlow.
0: How are you doing, Will? Hey there. Very nice to meet you, sir. What's
1: yeah, he can on? hear. You. What are you guys
0: doing? So we're about to we're about to watch a match that I think you probably remember very well. I'm guessing. In,
1: yeah, we're talking wrestling. Look at this. see if you remember this match here. Is this happened. Mm-hmm. State final senior year. That's me and Foley. No, God, that's not going to last long, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Going for the double unders and the throw by. He shoots. Oh, God. Stuff him. Power quarter. Oh, God. Step over. over. Uh, Yeah, that's a wrap. Once we get there, it's (laughs) it's done. The power quarter with the step over. Yeah, It's game time. Oh. (laughs) God, they waited that long to call it. You're the best. Thank you for finding this, Will. Yeah. I, I, wow. we only have like the last 15 wow. seconds or something. I didn't know. I'm
0: um, I'm thrilled to uh I'm thrilled to be able to share that with yeah. you guys. All right, man. Hey.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was a surprisingly clean copy. I mean it's it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Came oh. off VHS, but the
0: Yeah, I would love to see your regional finals match of uh, that same year. Uh, That was a great match. That lasted – that was probably – that was the only match that you did not win by pin, but you had him on his back most of the time.
1: Was that Matt Sanders?
0: It was Pete Zafros.
1: Pete Zafros! That's right. He was Yorktown, right? Yeah, he was. (laughs) He was tough. You know, me and – I. Did he beat me at one point somewhere? Like I always had these these like weird things like with certain people. Tim Sagrew, do you remember Tim Segrew from Centerville?
0: I've got I've got a story about Tim Sagrew. So I've I, got got a story about
1: him. He's a wild man.
0: <laughs> really? Interesting. So he he was a very good wrestler. Um, yeah. but he was the first big match that I ever won. He's afros, that's right. Yeah, still so with so can so my sophomore year was his senior year and I actually beat him for the third fourth match for regionals so I actually uh beat him that his senior year for his, for the match to go to space. that was
1: 99 the same year where I wrestled Pete zafros right
0: I guess it was yeah yeah
1: that's right I think I remember watching you wrestle then because I remember seeing I, I think yeah that's right that's right but i remember watching because i you know tim was always like right there and like he was one of those guys who was like at the top top you know coming up like bandits and stuff like he was you know like if anybody you know we had to worry about like centerville wrestling was always tough and he came out of centerville and so i would wrestle him all the time i think i beat him like up until eighth grade probably no no uh, exaggeration, around eight to ten times. Like we just constantly would wrestle. And then my freshman year in districts, I met him in the finals, and he beat me. Oh, he beat. He said he like. I don't know what. He, it was just his time. It was just his time. And uh, so yeah, I was a four time regional champ, uh, four time state place winner, but only a three time district champ because the to grew.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: I didn't realize that. Well, yep. at 103 pounds, he he got me freshman year at, at districts and it, it wasn't like I threw up on her or anything, but it was, you know, making that 103 and same goes for him. Um, there was just, you know, 103 was if you weren't sucking a lot of weight, you couldn't compete. And everybody was just sucking a lot of weight. I mean, it was, a we, we were some big 103 pounders in 1995, 96. Yeah. So,
0: so what were you,
1: um, what's your story about Tim?
0: Well, no, my story was just that I, I, he was the first big match that I ever won. Cause he, you know, he, cause I was, a, I was a young wrestler. Oh, yeah. you, you know, I started off as a freshman, you know, uh, didn't do anything my freshman year, you know, didn't make it to States. I, I, but, I, but I, I did, you know, by, by the end of my sophomore year, I did well enough to beat
1: Tim Segrue. So That's our, a big and you just started wrestling your freshman year. Yeah. Because Tim had been wrestling since he was like six years old. So for you to beat uh Tim Segura, you know, your sophomore year, that was a big accomplishment. He, he was a tough I kid. think. I swear I remember this was at was it at Fairfax that year watching that match? Because you know, me and Tim were always like you know tight growing up. Um, and I just remember seeing like, damn, he's He's losing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I wasn't expected to win that match. That gave me a lot of confidence. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm was sure. Your
1: coach over there at Yorktown back then. You guys had a really good. Noel Loban. He was a bronze medalist in the Olympics.
0: Um, and, uh, and then coach, uh, Jeffrey Mallett was also an amazing coach. He was an Olympic alternate. Uh, so we had some real firepower in our coaches. Um, and, and he was, in addition to being a, uh, Olympic alternate. He was a, uh, you know, five-time Armed Forces champion for Greco-Roman and and for- Yeah,
1: you guys had a good good club back then. I I don't remember why, what, what the impetus was or what why, but I remember I would, I would go to Yorktown and work out.
0: Matt, I really appreciate your time today. This has been really. It's been a lot of fun, and it's going to be super helpful for all the the, the young wrestlers today who are trying to, to become great, try to follow in your footsteps and, uh, going yeah. a state title.
1: I'm, I'm glad to, to have been on the, the, uh, the podcast here. I'm glad that you reached out to me and it was a pleasure as well on my end. And, uh, um, it sounds like we have, a you know, quite a number of things that we could, could talk about. So, you know, hopefully outside of the podcast, we can continue, some of these discussions that we've started um, at a later date. Thanks for listening
0: to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.